0: Welcome back.
1: Thank you. You were on a boat. I I was on a boat, yes. And now you're, and now you're not in the country.
0: No, I fled. A lot, <laughs> a lot of stuff happened <laughs> during the week you were gone. You yeah. had the luxury of being disconnected, but I was unfortunately here for everything. So, yeah,
1: everything's
0: right here, and it smells like maple syrup.
1: Is this is this like our version of the um, upgrade summer of fun? Sure,
0: sure, we have to. I think uh, for it not to be copyright infringement or something, we we have to limit it for it to be fair use. We have to be cautious of how much we use of that program.
1: it be the warm, warm weather time of enjoyment. Yeah, and the latency
0: here is going to kill it. But anyway,
1: yeah, um, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, you can just like
0: put everything a half second behind. It's okay. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So how was your how how was being disconnected for a week?
1: it's very nice. Yeah, this this houseboat trip that we go on every year is is my annual reminder that I can survive without Twitter and without my RSS feeds and the the internet in general. Which is a it's a good thing to remind yourself of every once in a while.
0: Still freaks me out that you rely on RSS still in 2017, but <laughs>
1: um
0: so there no anxiousness or anything with uh not having any type of connectedness.
1: No, not not in the middle of the trip. I would say that when we're coming back in and we're getting closer to service, the, you know, there'll be this period of time where service is sort of intermittent, and you can start to feel yourself become a little more anxious to to get plugged back in once once it's within sight. But when we're actually out there, just kind of in the middle of everything, no, a little bit, maybe a little bit more so this year. Just you know, sort of curious to see what was happening in the world but um so do, do you mean wait do you, do you mean professionally or do you mean politically politically
0: y- yeah but okay that that's um hmm, that's that's interesting only because I, I i would think that's the most liberating part of it because um, i'm not sure if you saw the north korea japan stuff but um you know the emergency alert uh Uh, things that you receive on your smartphone sometimes around here. Yeah. Yeah. They got one for the the, uh, North Korea nuclear test thing. Right. So that's, that seems like um, the one thing you really would want your phone for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, that that's thing. That's sort of what I mean is something like in years past it's, you know, it's, it's August. It's usually the slowest time of the year. And this year, you know, we were all kind of wondering, like, what big breaking news were we going to miss?
0: But if it was that bad, you (laughs) if it was anything out of the ordinary, I mean, it kind of wouldn't really affect you. You wouldn't have any time to prepare for it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, and there is um, we're always we have there's a radio on the boat and we're always on the the hailing channel that the National Park Service uses. So we also kind of came to the conclusion that if there was anything really serious that, that happened, you know, I guess that would probably be announced over the radio at some point.
0: Okay. No, no jokes, but well, cool. I'm glad, glad you're, you're back safe. I probably, I assume probably super sunburned or was it not that way this year?
1: Oh no, no. We, not I, I I load up on the, the sunscreen at the SPF 50 for everything other than the face and then the face SPF 100. <laughs> okay no no fooling around <laughs> um and we should say that you're in canada yeah this
0: is a cross-national is it this is, a, this is a officially a north american show
1: yeah <laughs> unlike all every other week yeah um this time this time it actually
0: means something not just america
1: yeah yeah
0: not just not just primary america
1: but this, this is our first first international show
0: yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's go with that. Yeah. And again, apologies for the audio quality and the the latency between us because I'm using a phone hotspot right now because hotel Wi-Fi is universally terrible. Um. So yeah, this will this will be interesting. It'll probably be a shorter one too.
1: Yeah, so what do you what do you do for the what do you do for the data when you're up there?
0: Uh, Verizon counts uh just North America as as all included in your plan. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. So um, yeah. Uh, and 4G up here is pretty pretty solid. So yeah.
1: Is that 4G or LT?
0: There's a difference? <laughs> Wait, hold on. I, I remember having a uh, 4G on my iPhone 4S. Um,
1: well, no remember back we, in the AT&T days. We, yeah, we messed it up in the U.S., remember, where we were in a hurry to start calling things 4G, even though they we, really we,
0: weren't. We, we, we messed it up, or AT&T <laughs> smart people just decided... We're just going to rename something and <laughs> I, pretend that this is a thing, even though it's no different than what it was yesterday. I, I,
1: I'm saying uh, we AT&T did that. We, as as the United States, given that that you're not you're outside the United States, I don't,
0: so, I don't think it was a collective decision. I don't. I, th- I, I think it, it, <laughs> hashtag not my carrier.
1: Oh, jeez. Um, um, yeah. Um, And I guess maybe, maybe we should say uh, upfront here, uh, jokes aside for a minute. I mean, one of the things that we, that I came back to on, on the trip last week, the big headline was Hurricane Harvey. And that's, that's continued to be, you know, the most important story since last Friday. And the, the stories coming out of there have been really, really sad. And just can't say enough, you know, how much we wish people well out there and, you know, hope that things get, better as soon as they can you know acknowledging that it's it's going to be a long and and difficult road ahead for for everyone affected out there yep well said um all right well what are we uh what are we going to tackle first here
0: um let's see well let's do some follow up i'll talk about the travel stuff uh when i return to to the states yeah um so uh what i've got is. Oh, actually, uh, yeah. A um, couple of weeks ago, we talked about there was a tweet that the developer of Tweetbot sent out where he was he showed a thing uh, where Amazon took a picture when they delivered a package to your house.
1: <laughs> I remember talking about this. Yes,
0: yeah. So I, as I ordered a few things in the run up to my trip, um, I received uh, one of the uh, my first one of those, and it's it's only on packages shipped through Amazon's um, first party in house courier service or whatever you want to call it um and and yeah it was it it was cool and it showed a picture of a front uh, a front door uh, with three packages in front of it except it wasn't my house so didn't really know what to do with that because apparently like you know on amazon where they used to have a thing where it said like where's like i can't find it have you ever seen that when you go to track a package yes yeah, apparently that option is not available now that they have the photo thing. Um, so I decided to go walk around my neighborhood and look for porches that looked like this photo, and go meet a neighbor that I had not talked to ever, and say, uh, I think something was misdelivered, and then that solved itself. So it's a cool Wait, feature. Wait, you, you found it? Oh, yeah. It was like, just a couple doors away, like the guy got the address wrong, which, I mean, is happens, but uh, yeah. Hmm. So it all turned out fine. So I can't, like, I I can, is this a good feature? I don't know. I don't think that's what it was designed for. Help us find the stuff we misdelivered. Um, but it, it all worked out.
1: All's well that ends well.
0: Yeah, so uh, we'll have more on Amazon later. Uh, so a couple of things that are uh, more use-specific. Uh, these are kind of, so Apple TV is, uh, it seems it's imminent that we're going to get a 4K possibly also HDR, uh, Apple TV. Hashtag Ryan was right. Thank you. Uh, I, th- I think, I think mean, I may have said this two weeks ago, hashtag Ryan made a, a sensible, <laughs> very likely. Um, if, if Apple is going to continue to sell a box for $200, it damn well better be 4k in 2017. I think that's a really long hashtag. Um, but yeah, apparently they're negotiating with movie studios, and, and you know how much respect and, and, um, uh, ready to play ball? Apple is with uh, content providers.
1: Eddie, 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 Q's on the case.
0: What was the thing? Who was he negotiating with um, a couple of years ago? Where he came in like ill ill dressed and and was just super dismissive of everybody in the room.
1: I I, I, for, I forget who specifically that was, but I re- I remember that article.
0: I'm pretty sure that's why there's still no Apple TV service. So <laughs> yeah. See, but apparently there are rumors uh, are that they're stuck with movie studios negotiating how much uh, 4K content should cost uh, per download. Um, Apple is currently um, targeting the $20 price point, whereas the content providers are, as somebody on Twitter put it, uh, they'd prefer $1,000, but they're willing to settle for 25 or 30 <laughs> And currently they're not, that, that gulf has not narrowed. So yeah, I think it'd be really weird if the 4K Apple TV does launch and there's only maybe like one participating studio or the, the content outside of like Netflix and Hulu is very difficult to come by. So I think that's something that they will have to figure out pretty soon.
1: So what what's what's your take on pricing here? I get for me twenty dollars does feel it feels kind of right and it also kind of feels like probably about the upper limit on that stuff.
0: Well, get like oh, that. So that's for purchasing. Yeah. Um, I would say I mean, I'm. I'm. I. I don't purchase movies unless it's an absolute last resort. Um, like I I, I. I. There's not that many movies I watch, so my iTunes library is pretty. Is pretty skimpy. Um, I would say twenty is probably the upper limit, though, because unless it's a type of thing where it's coming to digital well before um, like physical media release then I don't see where any additional premium, especially since there's no fiscal uh, like tangible item, where it's worth more than 20.
1: That's the way it's been working for a while, where most movies now come out digitally about a month ahead of their physical disc release. Do they? I don't it, think that's true. I think, yeah, it's, it's like a month window where you you can buy it digitally and and not rent the movie. And then 30 days later, it comes out on... Physical disc, and you can then typically start renting it as well.
0: I really don't think that's true. Um, do, you, do you have any examples of recent movies? Because I just I thought that the preferred method for movie studios to get, like, they always want the physical media sales because that's when there's no discount. And, like, that Blu ray, DVD, like, combo pack thing is always like 25 or 30 bucks if it's for like a good first run movie. So I don't see why they would give in to digital first.
1: Well, give me a give me a second here.
0: Well, so how long does it take for a movie to come out on on DVD these days? Five months after theatrical release.
1: Well, so so this is your here's a good example. This your your favorite uh, movie series, Pirates of the Caribbean, um, Dead Men Tell No Tales, which is the the most recent one, which is coming out um, to homes later later this year. So the Digital download becomes available starting September 19th, and then the 4K Ultra HD slash Blu-ray combo disc comes out October 3rd.
0: Hmm. I understand, Corrected.
1: So that's only a two-week window, but I, 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 it seems to me like that's been the case for a little while now, where movies are available some period of time for purchase digitally, and then... Some number of weeks later, they become available for renting and to buy on physical discs. Interesting. I think I think I think they, I think they do that because when the physical discs get released, that opens the door for you know people who want to rent movies the old the old fashioned way. And I think what they want to try to do is get as me get as many people as possible to actually purchase the movie. And the only way to really lock that down is to just make it available digitally for purchase
0: story checks out. Interesting. Okay.
1: Um,
0: so do you think Apple gets a decent number of content partners on board? Like, do you think this, um, do you think the leak is like a bargaining tool, um, from the content providers or do you think it's just neither will budge?
1: So here, so maybe, you know, to, to, you know, get you to try to stop mocking my, um, elementary prediction here, I'll, I'll go a little bit further out and kind of Put something that's maybe a little a little more non-obvious which is I think what we're going to see on stage uh, September 12th which maybe we'll get to a little later on is I think we're going to see Disney come on stage and we're going to see Star Wars being available for the first time in 4k and I think they're going to make a big deal of that and I could also see them perhaps doing something with um, maybe Pixar and having some of the Pixar movies be available in in 4K for the first time. So Star Wars, I, I, I would lock and, that in as a very likely thing and then maybe something like some Pixar films as well.
0: So are Disney and Apple still that close?
1: I, I believe so, yeah.
0: Like I thought new like greedy post ESPN uh, like peak like Disney like I hear Disney is not that like they're all about
1: the money. Um. Well, yeah, they are. They are. They are all about the money. And what better way to generate some additional income than to have your uh, most popular franchise currently have stage time at the biggest Apple event of the year, being released in a format which has not yet been available yet. Maybe because I. I hmm.
0: Maybe it's really pessimistic, but I just I don't think Apple TV is that popular. Like I don't think new two hundred dollar Apple TV is a thing people have. Like how many other people have you seen? Like other than tech people, like no everybody still has like the hockey puck ones or they have like a Chromecast.
1: Yeah, but iTunes is still really popular. No, it's not. Mm. You mean like the iTunes store?
0: No. I, I think so no even taylor swift doesn't believe that anymore <laughs> and we'll talk about that um anyway okay so that's that's your predict, prediction that you think there's gonna be uh an apple google partnership bob bob eiger is gonna run out on stage and, and give a speech and be like the singular guy um mickey will be well maybe um ho- ooh, maybe that's why we keep having the no i i'm sorry i can see i i retract this i i'm on board with you now because i'm thinking of all the, uh, the watch faces so maybe Disney and Apple are still BFFs, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, um, and then uh, quick follow up: the Apple TV, sorry, not the Apple TV, uh, the iPhone Pro or iPhone Eight event is uh, unofficially scheduled for the twelfth. Um, so mark your calendars. We'll have a final predictions thing week uh, before then. Although it seems like pretty much everything's already known, right? It seems like like we're we're getting very subs like concrete mock-ups of things
1: now. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that actually seems to be somewhat up in the air is the event itself, um, specifically the location. I mean, I think Jason Snell put this well on Upgrade this week, which is, you know, Apple knows where this event is going to be, but whoever leaked the date clearly doesn't. And so there's there's somewhat of a question out there, at least in the public about whether Apple's going to have this event at the Steve jobs theater, which is the the custom theater that Apple has at their new Apple park campus. Um, there's been some recent footage of that area and it, it sure doesn't seem like it's ready for an event, but um, there also haven't been any photos or rumors of any other local um Venues that Apple started to build out, and you know, as you'll recall, the last few years in particular, when Apple's done events at like the Bill Graham Auditorium or other locations, they actually do a ton of work on that venue to to customize it for their needs, and that that work has to start pretty early on. So, given that we're only, you know, as we're recording this, thirteen days out from from the twelfth, you know, I'm not really sure. Not really sure what to what to think of that.
0: Yeah. I'll, yeah.
1: I don't know. Uh, we'll wait to be surprised, I guess. <laughs> it's the, the, only, the only surprise left.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, that, this event's going to be such a bummer. It's going to be, it's going to be such a... It's going to be a... So what's a good analogy?
1: No, oh, it's, just, it's just going to be a mediocre year. You think so? I'm, th- this is the most excited I've been about an event for a while.
0: Yeah, I mean, just what's a rumor? Like, I I don't know. I, I'm just not very positive on... on on what is rumored to come out, so I, I just don't know what 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 there is for me. Hmm. Uh, just just speaking selfishly, because like the 4K Apple TV, like honestly, 4K content, like I've got a 50 inch TV, like I I, I the, the quality is just not going to be there. So I just don't care about that. HDR seems too fiddly for me, so I wouldn't waste the time configuring that. Um, and the, yeah, the new iPhone Pro, I mean, just whatever, it's gonna be an expensive iPhone. But on that note, um I do uh, feel fairly vindicated uh, about the price discussion, because um listeners can rewind uh three episodes back, I think, when we talked about it. And your hypothesis was that it starts at thirteen ninety
1: nine? I don't remember if I said thirteen ninety nine or twelve ninety nine, but I I did say something higher than what the the rumors have indicated this last week.
0: Okay, so new, uh fairly credible rumors. It, it it was published in the Failing New York Times, but it it's still a printed piece of paper. Uh, apparently it's gonna be $9.99 to start, probably at 128 gigs or something like that. Um so I still I think that's that's too expensive, but at least it kind of shows that Apple might have some sense remaining, and like this isn't gonna be some weird uh luxury product like the um Ferrari development code name suggests.
1: What do you think about storage at that price i bet it's so, so i think six, 128 i bet it's 64. no you you cannot have a thousand dollar phone for yeah for, I again, bet they, I,
0: I'm, I'm the hold on, I'm the person that thinks a 999 entry-level phone is dumb too so uh who, who, who am i to say that
1: i bet i bet they do 64 it's not 60 64 256 512 no mm-hmm. no okay 128 256
0: 512 Nine ninety nine, ten ninety nine, eleven fifty, or something. Nope. Uh, what do you want to bet? Bet you some poutine. <laughs> okay. Well, can, can I? Can I? Uh, sorry. Before we get into main stuff, a couple of quick things. Let me. Oh, let me find a picture to send you. Uh, I, I I I got lost uh, downtown, and I uh, accidentally passed Costco. And hold on.
1: <laughs> <What is laughs> nothing nothing says like be nothing says being abroad like seeing a Costco. Uh,
0: it's it, like much like Starbucks where like they're like little um US embassies and like uh, checkpoints around the world. Um uh like you no know, Costco's are very familiar and and, and uh, lovely places. Um put the thing in the thing, where is Slack? So I didn't actually go into the Costco, but the, this is one of the ones that has the exterior uh, food courts, and I want you to appraise the menu real quick.:
1: All right, so we let's see here, so let's, we'll zoom in so we've got pizza. but look at the pizza. a lot of a lot of pepperoni a lot of pepperoni but uh, but uh, like
0: the the kinds I know I know the print is small.
1: Oh, is that so this is so this pepperoni is nonsense. Hawaiian and five cheese. Love it. Love it. No. The worst. God, Canadians.
0: Really smart people. Everything but the hot dog after this makes no sense to me.
1: So there's the ice cream cones look like they're the same. Turkey and provolone, provolone baked sandwich. Baked sandwich. Hmm. Um, You know, the hot dog, chicken strips, uh, chicken Caesar salad. Oh, then they have the poutine.
0: at Costco yeah and there's some there's some punk standing in line with the Dodgers app, but anyway, um, <laughs> it's, it's so jarring and it makes no sense to me, and also why is soda called pop
1: yeah that, that's that's true even in some regions in the u s
0: yeah. anyway. very very alarming and unsettling unsettlings the word hmm. Anyway, back, back to
1: that thing. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that.
0: And Clipper is called Compass here, nothing like that.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay. Uh, so I think that's it for follow-up, unless you have anything.
1: Uh, nope, nothing for me.
0: All right. So do you want to give a rundown on the Apple, not Apple, uh, what's the other one with the A? Amazon yeah. uh, purchasing all foods and uh, stocking stores with a new pick of the season?
1: Yeah, so... The deal between Amazon and Whole Foods closed on Monday, and right away uh, we started seeing some some uh, synergies, as, as you would say. And I, I guess that the best <laughs> the best description I would have for them is it's like the most obvious sort of like brain dead stuff. Like if you literally just you know asked anyone who was even sort of like half plugged into this stuff like hey what are the some what are some of the most obvious things that amazon could do now that they own whole foods it would be things like putting an amazon locker inside of the store or starting to sell some of amazon's hardware products inside the store and that's that's literally exactly what they've what they've started with which you know it is it, fine, I guess, but just isn't. It's not very interesting it's or inelegant. exciting. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good word for it.
0: It's inelegant, but I mean, whatever. It it is what it is. Like it's it's this, like it, they they didn't like they didn't just go print up like uh 400 under new management banners and put a picture of Jeff Bezos face <laughs> on it, like which which they could have done. um So it's a thing, and then. um yeah it's not like I feel bad for a lot of the people that work there like because like if you look at um somebody from recode uh and you'll put a link in the show notes um put a thing where like there's like just a pile of Amazon echoes on some display, and it says pick of the season and its it just seems like anybody who works at Whole Foods and is like, you know what we're we're the super authentic uh organic uh farm fresh like we're doing everything to get the best groceries to people. And they have a bunch of plastic um, smart assistants, and and we have to market those in the exact same way as we would market organic spinach or something. It's it's got to be soul crushing a little, a little bit.
1: Uh, yeah, and I, I guess you know to play devil's advocate here, I, presumably there's going to be more interesting things coming down the road. You know, the, some of the early stories have been that. Well, this is already happening where Amazon's starting to lower prices on certain certain food items, which is interesting. And they've also indicated that Amazon Prime members will potentially have some additional savings they can they can get, which that also sounds like a potentially interesting idea. Um and I look forward to seeing a, a Whole Foods logo pop up on that page where uh, Amazon will show you like all the services that are included with your Prime membership that you aren't actively using. You, Amazon Music's a thing. <laughs> um as long as,
0: uh, also isn't there some weird feature where you can share books on a Kindle, but only if you have a real Kindle?
1: Some yeah, something like the lending library or something like that. Mm-hmm. So um so anyway, I not a not a very inspiring first few days here, but Um, I'm still interested to see what happens over time, I guess.
0: Uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, but overall, I think, sorry, you, the one who posted a link to this, um, prices on certain things have changed, but overall very, very little. Like there were a couple of like headlining, like just like big common items that apparently, um, they decided to uh, cut prices on substantially out of the gate, but overall the store as a whole hasn't really changed all that much, which it will over time. But I mean, whatever. Right. Um, other Amazon business, apparently the echo, um, is going to pull a Sonos and most music content, uh, will now be, um, is it that'll play in every room or you can say like continue playing this in the bedroom or something? Like how how does it actually functionally work?
1: Yeah, so I I read a little bit more about this this afternoon. So you will, when this feature rolls out, or I I guess it is available now, um, you can group your echoes and your dots similarly to how you can group lights in your house. So you can create, like the example that I had read was you can create an upstairs group of your Amazon devices and you'll be able to say, you know, Hey lady and a can play Pandora on or uh, upstairs and it'll play music across all of your upstairs Amazon devices. Um, You can also call out specific devices as well or create any other sort of groups that you, that you'd like. Hmm. And there's a, there's a pretty impressive, listing of music services it's compatible with and it seems like the ones that are missing are going to be coming soon so they've got pretty much all their all their bases covered from the content side but i guess with the devices themselves i i don't really know if (laughs) i want to stream a bunch of music to my dots
0: yeah because it would probably just sound worse if you could hear them at the same time
1: yeah. Um, you you brought up an interesting point in the notes that I've actually been thinking a little bit about, though. Semi-related to this specific story, but also we've been seeing a lot of discounts, not not just with the Whole Foods stuff, but also just sort of in general on Amazon.com with current Lady in a Can devices, where I think you can regularly get the Echo for something like $100 now. And that that seems to be a pretty strong indication that we might see an Echo 2.0 or, or whatever they end up calling it uh, fairly fairly soon. And I wouldn't be surprised to see you know audio quality being being a big big focus of that.
0: Yeah. So I, I'm yeah I'm interested to know what that actually looks like and what that is. But yeah, it seems like it's been going on sale too frequently, and yeah. I, um, Like it's been that way for like a week or a week and a half, even before the the Whole Foods thing on Amazon.com. You can get it, uh, the the traditional like Pringles can one uh, for half price. So there's gotta be a new one. But yeah, I I don't know what's different about it. I don't know if they go all in on making it like a home. Like even though the HomePod competitor is, is probably gonna stink as a smart assistant and isn't, like maybe I don't know if Amazon starts taking the audio quality thing more seriously.
1: Yeah, it, it's as we've talked about when discussing the HomePod, it, the uh, high quality audio in the home just isn't really something that's su- super important to me. I just I just don't really listen to a ton of music when I'm just at home. But
0: like I'm I'm, I'm surprised that more like that Bose doesn't just and like more because I, I isn't Alexa an APIable thing? Like isn't that a thing where Amazon says? sure you can make uh amazon echo or alexa natural language products like just that's a thing that that people can opt into
1: yeah that that sounds that sounds familiar so yes like i don't
0: understand why bose
1: doesn't just do that and
0: just make like a version of all their portable speakers um and it costs $50 more that says, like, Alexa inside or something.
1: I think these companies have a lot of pride where they they feel like they want to do everything well, themselves.
0: Well, that, and that's specifically why I choose Bose, which is, like, they are an audio company. They, I like, you know audiophiles, like, don't like them, but I, I think the sound quality from Bose stuff is pretty great, generally. Um, like, they make good sounding speakers. Like, they're not a company that, like, even if they did somehow, they're like, oh, we, we have the, the Bose uh, uh, Winston assistant or whatever. And like, that's, I, I wouldn't (laughs) trust or want that product. I don't think that's, as you would say in their wheelhouse. So like I, we don't need a a sixth, gosh danged, uh, a robot, a robot assistant. So why can't they stick to what they're good to and layer in some, uh, Amazon sprinkles on top of it and make uh, a nice cake.
1: If Bose were to ever come out with a digital assistant, they absolutely should steal your idea of calling it Winston. It's got got a good ring to it.
0: Winston's a good dog on Instagram. But um, I couldn't think of anything that was not a woman's name. And I know that's a thing where everybody is uh, uh, down on the idea that all all the assistants are Mm ladies. There's still no... Uh, the Echo products only, like, cause I know Siri has, um, different gender and different, um, uh, regional like dialects and stuff. Uh, Echo is still just the one lady voice, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. And Cortana, I think same way. I think so. Yeah. I don't think anybody actually has ever used Cortana, so you can actually. Do. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, there's a new one, uh, coming soon. Probably.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Um um last note I have I'll I'll send you the link to the tweet but it's included it in the show notes. Uh it was related to the Amazon uh discounting thing that somebody said uh and now that this is this is the case uh home ownership is just a step away. Cuz if you will remember there's that one guy that that cited av- uh, avocado toast <laughs> as the reason millennials aren't buying houses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um yeah. Did you see? I don't think actually. I don't think either of us ever put this on the notes because I think this was this blew up when you were um, uh, exiled or like out of communication. <laughs> um think it's self exile? Um, uh, movie Pass, which apparently was created by some uh, like ex Netflix people, uh, which allows you to subscribe for like it used to be thirty dollars a month, and you can watch. Um, one movie a day at many movie theaters. And then they dropped the price uh last month to $9.99 a month. And now AMC is super pissed on them.
1: Yeah, so we'll we'll drop a uh and gadget article uh link into the notes. Uh yeah AMC has uh said that the <laughs> the New Deal is like trying to turn lead into gold. Uh with their point being that essentially this new pricing structure is devaluing movies so much that it's going to be impossible for theaters to ever recoup that lost revenue and they're going to end up basically in like the same situation as music where where people used to spend 16 17 18 dollars a cd now you're lucky to get them to spend ten dollars a month to be able to stream like Every song ever created.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't. That that analogy doesn't actually make that much sense. Like, I I understand it in the sense that because the, the way Movie Pass currently works is um, that service is actually paying the movie theater face value or almost face value, like on a negotiated rate per movie. So because they drop the price and if people start really taking advantage of it, like the movie theaters. They make out fine. Well, like I but the, when it comes time to. No, well, but, it, but, I, but I understand that, like, that then devalues the uh, well, movie going expensive. So, so, so. AM,
1: yeah, so AMC's point is that that's not a sustainable model over time. And then what happens when Movie Pass realizes it's not a sustainable model, goes out of business, and then now AMC's left with a bunch of people who basically just say, well, I'm not going to spend $15 to go see a movie because I used to be able to do. Almost unlimited movies for ten bucks a month.
0: Well, sure, but aren't they already complaining that they think um, nobody buys movies anyway?
1: Well, I, I think though this is <laughs> this is making the problem worse, both in the short term and I think in AMC's view, more so the long term.
0: This is all solvable if uh, just every movie that comes out is, is a Taylor Swift music video, and, and, and then there's there's no problem. <laughs> Um, Do you like the new song? No, because again, that was another thing that happened when you were. Um,
1: no, I, I was, I was, I was here for that. Oh and yeah, so I, so I dropped over the weekend. Not, not dropped. Uh, not very
0: good, <laughs> is it? Or no, no, it's it's too different.
1: There are parts of it that are
0: okay. Exactly right. Yeah, there's like that one chorus or like that sounds like kind of like old, her old music, which is, which is which is catchy. And the rest of it is kind of like a weird Britney Spears song.
1: Yeah. Like like a new new Britney Spears song.
0: Yeah, like that, back when she was not listenable. Right. Or or like New Beyonce. Oh, I know it's I very see. unpopular. I, I I don't enjoy New Beyonce. Okay. Do you? Yeah, I do, yeah. Interesting. You've you've listened to the full Lemonade album?
1: Yeah. I've I I've seen her in concert. Interesting. Mm mm-hmm. hmm. Hmm. Okay, so the movie
0: pass thing. Like, do do you think anything?
1: Well, I mean, I think comes to that. I, you know, I, I guess, I think the smarter strategy with theater going is less about the movie pass idea and more about making the movie going experience better. I mean, we're we're spoiled. <laughs> we're spoiled here in San Francisco. Where that's what I was going to say. We like, we mm, tend to be draft house. Well, so, oh so, well, yeah. So, I guess we would break this down a couple of different ways. So, there are certainly, I think, a rise in these kind of specialty theaters. So, you you mentioned that the Draft House is probably example number one of that here in San Francisco. The Kabuki Theater, to a lesser extent, um, but even so, with AMC, the, the the big AMC here in San Francisco at the Metreon is going through a complete renovation. And they're um, on the heels of... I'm totally blanking on the other chain that's that's up here. Um,
0: Lowe's? Which one? There's AMC, there's Lowe's, and then... I think that's it, actually.
1: No, there, there's the other one that's that's in the
0: Westfield Mall. Isn't the Westfield Mall... like It has its own theater. I thought there was just the Metreon across the street.
1: Oh, Century Theaters. There, there we go. Um... They AMC and these these chains now are starting to have additional amenities like full lay down seats, alcohol, better food. I I think that's that's the better way. That's the better way to go. Is it though? Yeah, like get, getting more for getting more for your your dollar when you go to the theater.
0: Well, no, but how much more does this cost? Because it needs to cost a lot more. Well, in the case of because like because if I'm gonna have some some jerk in front of me like uh like trying to lie down while like, he drinks like <laughs> a smelly beer like I'm not even joking like that detracts from my movie-going experience and I uh, like there needs to be like literally half the people in the theater like it needs to be like it needs to be like I need more personal space than that and then the movie needs to cost twenty five dollars.
1: <laughs> well, that that's defeating the point. I'm trying to say that these theaters are trying to keep pricing where it's been, but offer you a lot more for that price.
0: I think they needed like just uh, the Arclight theater from Southern California just needs to expand and go nationwide.
1: Well, so that's, I guess that kind of dovetails into um, one of the other rumors that's, that's been around there this week, which is Apple being in talks to offer um Beak theatrical releases for home rental within, you know, a few weeks of coming out in the in the theaters for something, you know, about 50 bucks or so. And that also seems like, I think, a really smart idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, so but isn't that just like, goes back to what we were talking about earlier? It's just a logical extension of that, right? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, because doesn't, who's who's the, who's, the guy who owns the Dallas Mavericks Mark Cuban. Doesn't he have some weird company that he invests in where they're trying to do like same same day uh, movie releases at home.
1: Is he involved in that?
0: I think he is, but like, but, but you know what I'm talking about that company? Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, I like, unless it's that, like I don't see, like I'm not somebody who like if I get to see a movie that was in theaters three months ago, like instead of it being five months ago, like that doesn't do a lot for me.
1: Well, I mean, it's a lot like the decision about going to the theaters. You know, you really only do it now for a movie you really, really want to see. Sure. And, And I think that you and I are probably both in the same place where, you know, now that we're old men, that, that just, that happens less and less frequently. There there just really aren't that, there really aren't that many movies that come out in theaters that I just absolutely need to see in theaters
0: well if, if i could see one movie a day for ten dollars a
1: month then now we're talking i don't i don't even i don't think that would move the needle all off for me i don't think i'd want to go to the theater a ton more often like price aside it's it's just it's just way more convenient to watch movies at home
0: i i disagree kind of so here's the thing, like, because I'm I'm talking on my butt here a little bit because I'm somebody who doesn't watch movies, I, I I don't watch that many movies, period. But also, I really don't watch movies in the theater that often. Like, I go to one to two movies a year. But like, I do think there is something there is something to be said about watching like um, like just the feeling of you cannot be on your phone and you're watching something on a big screen and like it's just kind of like you know this is what you're doing for two hours and you can't get bored and go eat up some samosas or, or check slack or like do something like you're watching a movie. So I think that experience does have some value. So like I kind of, there's a movie I really wanted to watch and it was available for let's, let's say optimistically it's, it's available for $29 at home, like for a same day release. Like that's, I don't know. I'm not sure that does a lot for me.
1: Mm, I I guess I, I'm i the opposite. Where I I think, given that exact same choice, I I would probably choose the twenty nine dollars to watch it at home. <laughs> I think I think, if, I think if a movie if a movie theater is what you need to not have yourself be distracted while watching a movie, I I don't know. I think that's that's a different that's a different thing.
0: I think it is, and, and <laughs> uh, that is the one thing. Like I I know a couple of weeks ago we joked about the. That one security robot that committed suicide in the phone. <laughs> um, I kind of need something to patrol my house to just like just like uh, gives me gives give me a light taste anytime I look at my phone and open Instagram for the fourth time in ten minutes. Like something like that would would be really valuable.
1: I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not the only one who does that.
0: Like it's just like you, you like. There's no new tweets. Stop stop looking at your fucking phone, idiot. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to me.
1: Yeah. So, no. No. You 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 could be talking to me.
0: Well, because it's. Anyway, like we're not going to make this like a self-help show, but like that's been happening to me way more often. Where like I just I I grab my phone and like I I could be watching something I'm genuinely interested in, and it's like I just go to my phone and I literally have to put it like on the far edge of the coffee table to not do that. And that's that seems seems problematic. Yeah. Anyway, and especially since we're already living in push notification hell, and you just don't want to look at stuff like just yeah we'll leave it alone. Okay. Um. Let's actually let's 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 talk about something uh, inconsequential. Uh,
1: Casper has a new mattress. Yeah, they do. A new, a new pricey mattress. Yeah. Well, hold on.
0: So here's the thing. I thought, and 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 I think maybe fifteen thousand ad reads that I've heard. Uh, was that they designed the one true mattress with just the right sink and just the right bounce? That was the perfect product for literally everybody. You don't have to go into a showroom and test out a whole bunch of different mattresses because uh, there is only one true mattress. So why are there two now, and why does one cost two thousand dollars?
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's always
0: sorry for being super negative about this, but like this, this 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 seems so dumb, or this this seems antithetical to everything they allegedly built like their brand on.
1: Yeah, you know, you bring up a really good point, which I think is, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it, you, you see it a lot where companies. I mean,
0: Apple. Holy shit, it's twenty four hundred dollars.
1: It's Something was, well, I'm, can Yeah, a
0: Canadian website. You no, know, it, it's, <laughs> it's it's redirecting me.
1: Um, like I mean, like it, it's 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 going to be it's going to be the problem that Apple has here in a couple of weeks too, which is, it's just it's a weird position to be in. And I guess not even. I, I'm making I guess kind of a specific reference to the whole iPhone eight versus the two new iPhone seven s's. But it's true in the past too with Apple, where you know they come out with a product one year, they say it's the best thing ever made, it's fantastic, it's awesome, and then twelve months later come out with something that basically puts the previous year's phone to shame. And That's kind of a, that's a weird that's a weird dynamic.
0: But no, so well, so so I I understand where you're coming from, but I, I disagree with that, with that characterization because those products usually slot in at the same price point. Like it'll be like you know like the iPhone 3GS that that was six hundred fifty dollars last year, and that was, it, it was it was, the S stands for speed, and, and this thing's amazing. And look at this con, concave or convex plastic back, and this this is the best. And now we have this iPhone for us. That, that old thing, that, that thing was shit. So now we have this awesome phone. And guess what? It's the same price. Get out your credit cards. That's what Apple does. That is not what this is. And also, that's, that was my point of that's not what the iPhone Pro is.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's a fair, fair point.
0: <sighs> Casper Wave, our most innovative mattress, engineered with targeted support for the best sleep humanly possible. $1,850.
1: Which, in the grand scheme of things, is
0: still, still not horrible. Yeah. Like Tempur Pedics are like three grand and up, but ah, now I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know we, I know we disagree on this, but I, I love, I love my Casper mattress, and I, I would have no, no, no desire to spend twice as much on on whatever this is because I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly content with the, the one that I have.
0: So if you didn't have your Casper mattress, and let's just say they were advertising on podcasts, you're like, no, you know what, I'm in the market for one. What, how do you think this changes your decision making? Like, do you think you're, like, do you think you would still have considered it? Would you be like, oh man, there's there's two of these things, and one of them's kind of expensive, and that's probably the better one. But, like, I don't wanna get the low end one. So actually, I'm just gonna go to, to, uh, what, is, what is a Bay Area mattress company, mattress firm, I'm just going to go get something there. Like, do you think this makes it more complicated or less, less of a kind of like millennial, I'm just going to go get this thing?
1: Kind of, yeah. It, it, I guess it does sort of dilute their message a little bit. Yeah, it, it's a, that's, I think that, Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. And now,
0: Sorry, does every West Elm and Target have to have <laughs> two matches now. now? Yeah, yeah. I should have to go check that. Um, yeah, that's so weird.
1: Yeah, that that's a that's a good point.
0: All right. Do you have any other uh must talk topics? Um I look through the list here. Um are you are you um up on the Tesla uh driverless team defection thing or not really?
1: Sort of. I mean definitely a lot of headlines to the effect of Tesla losing another key person on their uh, driverless team.
0: Yeah. So, so, so what's the deal with that? Like I've only, I've only skimmed.
1: I mean, I think the the consensus is, and there's a lot of this came out with the Chris Lattner stuff, which is, you know, Tesla is notoriously a tough company to work for. It's not a nine to five clock in clock out kind of place um and i think same as said of spacex as well so sort of all of elon musk's ventures are not if you're looking for somewhere just to come in and get a paycheck and and go about your merry way that this is not 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 the type of company that you that you want to work for which is and i'm not you know a lot of people view that negatively and i'm not necessarily saying that i mean i think there's there are a lot of people who you know like to put work first and work really hard and work longer hours and that's just you know that's that's you know that's just what they feel comfortable doing so i'm not trying to judge it one way or the other and i, I but i think with tesla specifically th- that sort of um the culture that they have is really epitomized with the uh, autopilot team and the automation team i think they get pushed really really hard and it's for the thing is for the obvious reasons which also applies to the, these companies at large is they're not you know they're not doing easy things they're doing challenging things spacex and tesla
0: but wasn't wasn't the, the the issue like that a lot of people like that they're being pushed to do things they don't believe in or like maybe the the timetable for, for i think like the, the like full autonomy is called like category 5 self driving like wasn't that part of it that they just don't think it can be done as quickly as musk or some other people are promising
1: right yeah and the really really aggressive timelines um to i think i think some of the rumors with chris rot latner one of you know his points of contention was that it, the timelines were just just completely unrealistic um I i think that yeah i think that, that definitely plays a big part of it
0: of the new hardware enabling a self driving mode unnerved some engineers because they did not agree that the system was designed to uh, provide the vehicle with full autonomy Uh, Musk's marketing autopilot as such reportedly caused a division between him and some members of the autopilot team yeah because it's weird because like Tesla's approach to autopilot and and self-driving cars is seems very different from most other ones where uh, I think we talked about in the past like Tesla thinks they can get away with mostly just cameras uh, versus like actual like uh, proper radar systems, mm-hmm. and, and Model Three, like that that thing of like a month ago, that was just like a, a PR thing. Like, there's no like they're not shipping to customers, right?
1: Well, so they were supposed to um, manufacture another few hundred this month. That I th- I think we're still going out mostly to like Tesla employees, but I think September it was ramping up to like 1500 or somewhere thereabouts. Um, and when when you log on to your My Tesla page now, if if you've pre-ordered one of these things, it gives you a delivery estimate. So for me, it's uh, between April and June next year. So, hey. so presumably there is some you know some type of some type of timeline to get these things out to people.
0: So can I can I ask and you, and you can scrap this if it's too personal? Like, how, uh, what are you, so you're not going to cancel yours? Like, what are you going to do with
1: it? Well, so my my current lease my current lease ends in June. No,
0: no, like, do you have some charging infrastructure?
1: Uh, I'm still Osferos? still have to
0: figure that part out. But <laughs> so you're 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 on board to buy a thirty six thousand dollar paperwork? Like, I don't like. What are you going to do? You're just going to like shop at Whole Foods for six hours every other day?
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I th- those 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 issues would have to be figured out before I actually purchase the car. But it's still far enough away where I haven't thought it through much.
0: So wait. So if you have the thousand dollar deposit, like, what happens if? Like, do you do you get that back even if like they're like, okay, we're delivering the car next week? Um, like, how does that work?
1: My understanding is that your your slot comes up and you then go through and make your choices because there's a couple of different trims to choose from. There's you know like. Color and a couple of other options, and at, at, at that point you have to. I think you're allowed to completely opt out and get your deposit back. You can defer your place in line to a later date, um, or you can go ahead and, and purchase the car. And I think at that point, if that's where the if you decide to go forward with the car, that's where your deposit becomes non-refundable.
0: Yeah, that's where the rubber meets the road. Uh
1: huh. Hmm. Hmm.
0: I knew you're going to go there, so I had to steal it first. Nice. Um, okay. Well, I, I hope that. I hope that sorts it out, or you can just run a really long extension cord, or whatever. <laughs> because, um, like, you can charge a, an electric car on a standard outlet; it would just take literally forever. <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: right. Um. Then we we looked up then we looked up some like Chevy Bolt page or something a month or two ago and it, it actually listed where if you plugged it into a standard standard outlet it was it would take something like forty two hours or something to charge.
0: Hold on, okay, so EV charging standard outlet. It says eleven to sixteen hours. That's actually not horrible. Doesn't say the range though, but
1: hmm. oh, well, it's it's um. And we'll put this in the notes, so it's yeah, basic charging is four miles per hour of charge
0: well, hold on, so model three is supposed to be two hundred forty, I think that's going to take two and a half days, yeah, yeah, it seems like,
1: hmm. yeah that's not that's not great, not ideal no
0: um. T- 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 is there any late breaking news today? So, like, uh, with with the mockups that we've seen of iOS 11 and allegedly, like the the iPhone Pro design, like, what are your thoughts? Because you made you made the comment earlier today that yeah, any any white screen app looks looks pretty pretty rough on it. And again, th- these are totally hypothetical um, mockups.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the the notch at the top is. One of my biggest question marks around the design. I mean, I, I I totally get why it needs to be there, but in a perfect world, I think that notch would would not be there. And Apple would come up with some magical way to have the cameras live below the screen. Um. So yeah, I I don't don't really know exactly how how to feel about it. I mean, I I I've said this on the show before. I I have a really I have really I'm holding my iPhone. Seven plus now, and I just I can't wrap my head around what an iPhone which has a bigger screen than this, but which is significantly smaller. Like what that's going to look and feel like. Which is, I mean, and that's exactly why I'm so excited about this year's event. Is because it's it's sort of like the first time. I mean, I guess you know the iPhone six was kind of like this, where we got these new bigger size phones, but I feel like those we had a better better handle for like this is the first time where the look and feel of the iphone is sort of just totally i mean it's not unknown but it, it's it's unknown in the sense that we haven't you know experienced it yet
0: yeah so, so let me let me ask so i'm if this ever uploads let me i'm putting a thing in the in the in slack um so like a picture of the galaxy note 8 like do you th- who's solution or approach do you think is better? Like, do you think that they should, and if it doesn't load, you can just pull it up on Google Images, um, like have this weird notch that will hopefully, like I assume Apple doesn't actually want it to be there, so the moment they get rid of it, they will. Like, to make a one or two generation, like one-off phone with that in there? Or could they not just do what Samsung did and just make the screen a tiny bit smaller but have like a full row for the uh front facing camera, proximity sensors, and all that kind of stuff.
1: I mean, being where I am now, having not experienced either form factor, my my goat would say to go with the the um Samsung approach and just have the straight bar across the top. But I I mean clearly Apple thinks there's some some reason why this notch design is better, so you know I'm I'm willing. Much like the whole Face ID stuff, I'm skeptical, but I'm you know willing to take their word on this truly being um an improvement. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. they will we'll take it all the way to the bank. Okay, I think that's it.
1: Yeah, um you kind of you mentioned a I mentioned a shorter show, so. Let's hey, yeah. uh, let's let's stay true to that, and uh, let's get to some picks of the week. Yes. Um, you want to go first? Me first? No, no, always you first. Okay. Well, let me let me pull. Let me get you, um, as we frequently do here in Amazon link, which I also need because this is one of those products that doesn't have a name that exactly rolls right off the tongue. So I just I'll send this to you in the thing. Um, this is a this is a good callback to the travel episode that we had done some time ago. Um, and this was on a one-day Amazon kind of flash sale or deal of the day or whatever a couple of weeks ago. It was on sale for like 18 bucks, I think. Uh, this is the power ad travel power adapter kits, dual 2.4 amp USB ports, plus two outlets wall charger. Um <clears throat> So this is a really cool device. It has two outlets, two USB ports. It also has a micro USB cable that's permanently attached to it. So that it, you, you could theoretically have five devices plugged into this thing at once, assuming that one of those was plugged into this micro USB cable. And then the thing that's really neat is that the back of it has this little slot that you can fit any one of the five international adapters that it comes with so not only is it you know handy in the sense that it turns one outlet into two outlets plus two usb ports and a micro usb cable but it also can have all of those sockets be um, used internationally as well so really really neat device it's really small which is nice um i took it on the on the trip here this last week and you know, obviously I wasn't using the international part of it, but even just the, you know, all the ports it comes with um are really really nice.
0: Interesting. Cool. And I'm sorry, uh uh how much is it?
1: Well, so it's it's on it it's, I think it's regularly like $26. I had gotten it for I think 18 or 19. But I think even at even at $26, pretty pretty good deal.
0: Okay. Uh, my pick of the week is so it's, it's, an, it's a camera bag called the uh, Think Tank uh, Turnstile 20. It might be easier for you to pull this up. Um, so it's a tentative pick of the week because I'm, uh, I'm not sure I'm in love with it yet, but I think it's pretty great so far. Um, so it's a, it's a small camera bag that fits uh, either a smaller DSLR or a mirrorless camera, uh, a 10-inch iPad, and has like nice slots for everything but it's in a really nice like sling one shoulder form factor. Um so yeah, I really really like it and it's it's uh got a good build to it. It doesn't feel cheap but also doesn't feel um too substantial. Uh it's light, padded, um has nice little um velcro interior compartment separators so you can get it to uh fit exactly the type of gear that you have. Um so no, I'm I'm super uh, super liking it so far.
1: Huh. I'm, none of the pictures really show. You said it does fit an iPad. Yes,
0: yeah, so the very back of it it fits uh, a 10 inch iPad. Hmm. So even even an iPad with a with a thin case or a Logitech Create a keyboard shell thing uh, that's a tighter fit, but it still fits.
1: And it looks like you could fit like. A DSLR with a moderate size lens plus one additional lens that sound about right?
0: Yes, currently I have uh a camera that I'm renting, a fairly large lens for it, and then a smaller camera, and it all fits nice and neatly
1: oh so yeah so they they have an example here, so they like they use like the Nikon d800 attached to a seventy by two hundred millimeter lens along with a twenty four by seventy lens, and then an iPad. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Camera bags are tricky.
0: They are very, tricky. too many of them employ uh Velcro to close, which, which makes absolutely no sense.
1: Well, and, and too many of them like, yeah, this, there, there aren't, there aren't a lot of good bags that are, that are both good camera bags and just good general bags. They, they very, yeah. very much skew one way or the other. No, they're like, yeah,
0: they're always super over-engineered and, they, and there's always some like weird flaw that makes it bad at the end. Like it could be great for a whole bunch of other things, but there's one thing it's just terrible at. Like either it looks goofy or it's uncomfortable or it's super heavy or something like that. But no, tough to get right.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: All right. So we will, uh, as they say, uh, give people some time back in their day by keeping this one short. <laughs> Um, and yeah, uh, I will. I will be back in the states uh, very, very soon, and we will we'll have a traditional episode next week, uh, where we'll have some final iPhone predictions, and we'll uh, have uh, Christmas in September. Sounds like a plan.